1: there as it used to be. Almost every three-family house that you would, it would be an apartment is now a condominium with rates that far exceed anything that any Boston resident can afford generally. Um, especially if you've been here your whole life, you're like, oh wait, how? Uh, my grandmother's street alone, my grandmother has lived in Dorchester. Technically it used to be Roxbury, they changed her zip code. Um, she's lived there for over 20 years and at the top of the street was this gorgeous three-family house. It was sold and now each one is a condominium. For the second floor alone, they want over a half a million dollars. This is a neighborhood that has like had so many transitions. Sometimes the street roads aren't even that great, but you want a half a million dollars on a second floor apartment and a three family like now.
2: Previously in Greater Boston. No, you can't arrest me. I'm friends with Matt Damon. I'm that little voice in your head learning. From your every choice. If
3: I
4: gotta crash out somewhere, maybe I oughta crash with my dad. You're my Jack Vincenzo.
2: Oh, and you're under arrest. Emily,
5: listen to me. This is all Take a- Her Away.
2: And how are you faring, Mr. Stomach? Stim- <laughs> Stim- you thought this would be so easy, didn't you? No. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Green Tree
2: Peabody, Peabody Underground Avery.
7: Lowell Riviera Hands Lively in
6: Guys uh, P- 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 Food I'm Truck Randolph.
8: Randall
7: Heat Redline
3: Half a Former Headquarters of Pineville Basement 426 My This is Downtown Crossing Park
7: This is This is Greater Boston
2: This week in Greater Boston Episode 39 Good Morning Greater Boston Part 1
7: Day begins.
2: After all this time, the first words out of Leon's mouth were a rote recitation of the obvious. Typical. He never was a creative man even
7: when he was still alive. As the sun inevitably casts its rays down over entwined cities, some early risers are already in motion. Most remain ensconced
2: in their beds. He pressed tediously on with his trite exposition, though he did make an appealing word choice with ensconced. That brought a modicum of color to his narration.
7: At the terminal stations of the city of Redline, machines are activating, whirring to their facsimile of life. Facsimile of life? Sigh.
2: Such a cliche, and he very well knew it. What would he toss in next? Simulacrum? Verisimilitude? How pompous did he intend to get with this
9: exercise? (laughs) April 14, 530. Start engines.
7: Finally, something worth listening to. These machines have a busy day ahead of them, as they do every day. They have a routine they must follow. A schedule to keep. Yes, yes, the
2: robots are just like Leon. Leon is just like a robot. Old symbolism, we get it. No.
9: April 14, 5.45 a.m. Open doors to admit passengers. Don't
7: call me a robot. I'm not a robot. I hardly see a difference. I have feelings. I have memories. I'm a human. Ghost of a human? A human ghost. Ooh, semantics, my favorite. I don't like to be called a robot.
2: Are you clear on the point of my efforts here? You're distracting me. I I have work to do. Let me get back to it. By all means, tell everyone about the cheese robots and how
7: different they are from you. They have a routine they must follow, a schedule to keep. It is programmed into them, hard written into their memory. repository of algorithms to which they are beholden.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
9: April 14th, 6 a.m. Exit
2: Alewife Station.
9: Begin morning commute. April 14th, 6.01 a.m. Broadcast Welcome Message. Oh, oh, oh! I like this part.
0: Good morning, Red Line, and welcome commuters. We hope that you will enjoy your passage through our glorious city. While you are here, we ask that you follow a few simple rules of good behavior. Rule number one, no littering, no loitering. Infractions are punishable by fines up to $10,000 and rehabilitative contributions. Rule number two, official Charlie permits are required for entry. Hippies, socialists, and subversives are strictly prohibited. Any undesirables found in Redline may be subject to immediate removal and rehabilitative contributions. Rule number three, respect your mayor.
7: Their schedule is a shared memory that unites them up and down the city's tracks, unifying all these disparate entities into a single being, a single collective mind.
9: April 14th, 615 a.m. Recall having much keyboard. Thai with crunchy chicken. We ordered pad thai with shrimp and tofu. <laughs> no. April 14th, 6.16am. 6, nope. April 14th, 6.17am. Recall that we do not eat tofu or shrimp or pad thai. We are robots. Proceed eastbound for Park Street Station. <laughs> Subject,
7: Philip West. Philip West escorts two men down the line of cages, two new residents of Red Line's increasingly crowded jail. He knows just where he wants to
10: put these two. All right, guys, this way. The the cell down at the end.
7: He stops at the cell across from Nikas Tamaris.
2: He sees her sleeping there, disheveled, hair unwashed. A string of drool trailing from her mouth down her cheek to a slowly expanding wet spot on her threadbare pillow. She's a miserable sight. She looks
7: hopeless. And he thinks about how the only reason he is free is because she isn't. He
2: turns back to the task at hand, trying to push that intrusive thought away. But failing. And puts his key in the cell door lock Quietly as he can, trying not to wake her. But he fumbles. Clatters his keys against the bars. He hears her stirring behind him, disturbed by the sound. He
7: picks up the pace, eager to be away, before he has to look her in the eye one more time. He shoes his two charges into their cell and locks them in. He consoles himself that he's done the only thing he can do for Nika now. He's given her some company. Someone... Worth talking to.
8: Oh
6: Oh my god. Is that... Are you... Oh, it can't be. I'm Matt Damon's friend Ben Affleck and he's Matt Damon. You can't put Matt Damon
2: in a jail cell.
10: That's just kind of my job, dude. Sorry, I don't like it any more than you do.
2: That's very unlikely. (laughs) Right. Fair. And then he scurries away, quickly as he can, to wallow in his own eternal cowardice.
9: April 14th, AM, narration, mid-scene, PLD shift, new subject, Nika Stamatis.
7: At Shawmut Station, Nika finds herself at a near-complete loss for words. Standing face-to-face across two sets of prison bars, the unlikeliest pair of men she could imagine.
6: Hello, he's Matt Damon. I'm Matt Damon's friend, Ben Affleck. Uh, hi.
9: April 14th, 6, a.m. Approach, Braintree Station. Broadcast, Hyperbolic sports team promotion. Subject, the red line. Windows.
8: Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I can't believe it, but it's actually happening. Red Line has our own baseball team. Our own stadium? Our own season of America's pastime is about to get underway. That's right, folks. Construction of Park and Ride Rooftop Stadium at Braintree Station is now complete and... Your red line yard goats are gnashing their teeth in anticipation. Nah, 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 nah. You won't want to miss seeing starting pitcher Valiance Johnson take the mound. That's right, folks. A lady pitcher on a baseball team. Can you believe it? <clears throat> what? Why is this copy so condescending? Who wrote this? Did did you say robots wrote it? Well, I, I don't... That doesn't matter. I'm not reading this. This is gross. Hmm. <clears throat> Valiance Johnson, folks. She's an amazing pitcher, and I promise you'll be thrilled to see her play. So join me, Thomas, Thomas, to take in Redline's first ever home game in two weeks' time when the Yard Goats face off against the Portland Sea Dogs.
2: I've consulted the
8: stars and the planets, and. It's looking good. It's looking like they've assured me that we're in for a truly inspiring minor league matchup.
9: April 14th, 7 a.m. Arrive, Tree Station. Open doors. Allow passengers to exit. April Fourteenth, 7:02 a.m. Narration: New subject. Valiance Johnson.
7: In Braintree, spring training is underway at Park and Ride Stadium, and Valiance Johnson is warming up her pitching arm. She's the newest member of the team, the Red Line Yard Goats. It's a ridiculous name, but that doesn't matter. What matters is she's here now. She's made the big league. She never thought this would happen. Not that she hasn't earned it. She knows she's earned it. But she never expected anyone to admit
11: it. To admit her. But here she is. Looking good out there, Johnson. Good form. Let's see how you throw some curves. You got it, Bruce.
7: Valiance feels good about her pitching. She's showing her team what she's capable of. Showing that she belongs. Bruce looks pleased. He's cheering her on. She's not just the newest player on the team. She's also the first woman on the team. Bruce Bosley recruited her himself. She knows he's after the publicity, the controversy of inclusion, but he seems earnest, too, like he really believes in her. She thinks he does, anyway. She hopes so. She's also the first player to be recruited from Redline, the first home team player, playing for her actual home. Sort of. Redline had been her home, then it wasn't. But now,
11: it is again. Why don't you take five? Let's talk a minute. Sure thing. What's up? Just wanted to check in with you. See how you're settling in. Oh, it's...
1: It's good. Feels great to have the uniform on.
11: That's excellent. And the boys, how are they treating you? <laughs> well... You know, it's fine. I see. Oh, you know, it's fine is not exactly a ringing endorsement. Are they giving you problems? Not
1: really. A couple of the guys have been really welcoming. A couple of others have been pretty clear they don't want a girl on the team. Most are just keeping their distance. Honestly, I was prepared for
11: worse. Well, I'm glad we're not in worst-case scenario territory, at least. Most of them will come around once they get a taste of how you pitch. The others, well, they'll have to have a good think about whether they want to be on this team. No, you can't kick them off for me. That'll just make it worse with the others. If it comes to that, it won't be for you. It'll be for the sake of the team as a whole. Holding pointless grudges throws off the whole works. It's on me to handle that and make clear exactly what it is I'm handling. But we're not there yet, so don't worry about it. How's the new apartment?
1: Not bad. It's weird living all the way over in Cambridge, but at least catching the train is easy. That bell is a hell of an alarm clock. It's just, uh... Alewife, though. Didn't that used to be housing for a lot of the transit workers?
11: Yeah. They cleared the whole place out when they fired everyone. Real ugly scene. The whole thing. Can't say I feel good about it. And it sure ain't doing the team's image any favors.
1: Yeah. It's, uh... It's a weird spot to be living in. I can't help wondering whose house I'm living in.
11: It's your house, Johnson. Whatever else went down had nothing to do with you. I guess. Didn't you get evicted, too, after Besman's proclamation? I did. So, you were owed, she took your home from you, and now she gave it back. Call it even. I know. I guess you're right. As
7: Valiance looked over her new team, she saw misgivings on most of their faces, outright hostility on some. Nobody said a word against her, but she could see they wanted to, restrained, she suspected only by a stern lecture from the coach before she got here. Bruce might be a surprisingly forward thinker, but winning over the rest of the team would be an uphill battle. She was used to that, and she was ready to fight. She picked up her weapon and readied her grip, feeling the familiar pattern of stitching beneath her fingers. She had this. But the situation with her housing weighed on her more heavily. Yes, she'd only gotten back what was hers in the first place. But she was the only one. What made her special? What gave her the right to restitution while everyone else was out in the cold? Her pitching arm? That hardly seemed enough.
9: April 14th, seven twenty-five a.m. Depart Davis Square Station. April 14th, 7.30 a.m. Arrive at Porter Square Station. April 14th, 8.10 a.m. Erasion. New subject. Uriah
7: Connell. In Red Line South Station, Uriah Connolly is already at work. A brand new pizza ghost franchise that'll open its doors for the first time on Monday morning. Uriah's filled with pride in finally owning his own business after half a lifetime of assistant manager positions across half a dozen restaurant chains. Today, he has one last staffing decision to make.
2: Of course, the obligatory awkward voicemail from Uriah Connolly. <clears throat> he rather dreaded making phone calls by this point. Always calling to evict people. Or tell them their brother was dead or some such. At least he's calling with better news this time. A job offer. Hello,
6: this is my voicemail. Uh... Vincenzo. This is
2: Vincenzo's voicemail. And I'm Vincenzo. I guess you probably already knew that. Anyway, hi. So uh leave a message and stuff, and
6: that way I can call you back. Okay? Cool.
4: This is a message for Vincenzo Wellington. My name is Uriah Connolly, and I manage the Pizza Ghost Family Style Restaurant franchise located on the dining level at South Station in Red Line. You recently submitted an employment application to our establishment for the position of Pizza geist. I am calling to extend an offer of employment within this role to you.
7: April 14th,
4: a.m., narration, new
9: subject, Jack Vincenzo Wellington.
7: In red line, Vincenzo Wellington awakens in the abandoned Filene's basement where he's been staying with his estranged father. Today, he wakes to good news. He once again has a job.
4: Oh, awesome. To be clear, pizza geist is the approved terminology for a pizza delivery boy within the pizza ghost corporate family. You may be wondering why this position is not called pizza ghost like the name of the restaurant and instead uses a nearly identical but slightly more German term for the same thing. I regret to say that I do not know the answer to this question. But using this term is a requirement of franchise guidelines.
7: Vincenzo is excited by the prospect of being a ghost, of possessing momentary access to the lives of strangers while leaving no sign of his passing, save for a hot, delicious pizza waiting on the table. He needs to hone his lockpicking skills, but he's already spent the last three hours watching tutorials on YouTube practicing on every lock in his father's home.
4: If you accept this position, I will expect you to arrive for your first shift at 9.50 AM, 10 minutes before we open our doors to our first patrons of the day. It is your responsibility to open the doors for customers. You will not be provided a key. Uh Uh-oh, I'd better practice more. You will be provided a car as needed. But as we expect most of our customers to be red line residents, you will primarily use the train network to deliver the pizzas. Pizza Ghost maintains a strict dress code requiring that all employees dress entirely in white, including belt, shoes, gloves, lockpick case, and top hat. You are responsible for acquiring and maintaining appropriate wardrobe. Personally, sewing your work clothes by hand is strongly encouraged, but not strictly required. Well that's good because
8: I'm not good
6: at sewing at all. Got it. April 14th. Narration
9: continues I'm from Main 10. Uriah Conrad.
7: Uriah feels confident that he has made a good choice. Do he's seen in Vincenzo an eager young man who will always try his best. You blipped out there for a moment. Where'd you go? He would be delighted if he could see how diligently Vincenzo is applying himself to learning the tools of his new trade as a pizza geist.
2: Oh, you jumped over to Vincenzo, I suppose.
4: That little darling. Ugh. Please return this call before the end of the day to confirm you will be accepting this offer of employment.
7: Vincenzo will be at work 20 minutes early on Monday. Ready to meet Uriah's every expectation with enthusiasm and determination.
2: Thank Thank you and God bless. bless.
7: Yeah, yeah, we know.
9: schedule, schedule adjustment, stand by at downtown Boston for two minutes. April 14th, 8.48 a.m. Ration, new subject, Brian Brown, introduce new character.
7: Another one? Some wake more reluctantly than others.
2: Brian Brown wakes in his Northeastern University dorm room with a hangover,
7: a headache, and regrets. Mm. After hitting Snooze three times, he now has exactly 12 minutes to shower, dress, and get to class.
11: God damn it.
7: Why on earth do we care about this person?
2: Hey Frankie! I need to get in there! Hold on dude, I'm almost done! Are we meant to remember this Frankie character too? Everyone is worth remembering. He seems boring. Come on, come on, come on. Look, we'd all like to move things along here, Brian.
1: All yours, man. Oh, hey, what happened to you last night? I, I thought we'd see you at
3: Firo Alpha Tau.
4: Nah, I stayed in. Stunning, you know.
7: Despite his hangover, he's not even lying. He spent his night with a microeconomics textbook and a bottle of tequila. He has an exam today. He desperately wants to pass it. He needs the win. Wins have been rare these past few years. He will arrive to class only four minutes late. The best he's done all semester. He will not pass his exam. He'll
2: miss by the thinnest of margins, with a grade of 59.5, thanks to partial credit on an essay question. He will
7: come so close, yet still fall short.
2: How do you think Boston has changed in the past two years?
9: Am I allowed to
7: mention the coronavirus?
3: But in the last two years, everything is technology
2: you think that's a good
9: thing?
3: Good because it kind of forced everyone to switch to everything online. Bad because we're not having in-person interaction when we should.
2: I've seen so many more Teslas on the road, which I don't <laughs> like. I don't know. Uh, Teslas are great cars in their own way, but that's something I do see. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a lot fewer interesting, more diverse restaurants, and a lot more just like big box. Chain.
1: In Randolph, um, it has become more diverse, and they are incorporating things that accommodate to a lot of more than just one race or one culture. So it's nice to know that that's going on nowadays mm-hmm. a lot more than what it used to be in the past.
9: Well, I have I have tried to remember where I am coming from and uh, include it in my reactions to the communities the boston has changed a lot because their leadership has changed in boston uh, i remember menino's administration then then walsh administration now we have the first mayor who is asian and who is a lady mayor i think that's a big change
4: the people here want sustainable vehicles yeah. so
2: you know they buy teslas <laughs> but then they also sort of want Interesting, interesting food, but but the interesting people making the food necessarily aren't here. Yeah, (laughs) it it's both changed a lot and yet also not at all.
8: Things have definitely like yeah, certain things have closed down, certain new things have been like opened up, but then also just like the existing like hierarchies Mm and dynamics in Boston have just been heightened by the direness of the situation.
7: Philip was making his rounds, accompanied by a gang of Enforcer model cheese bots. This was procedure now. His partners had to accompany him whenever he walked his beat.
9: Ernesto, hurry, I hear the train!
2: Yes, yes,
7: I'm here! As a result,
2: he was actually getting better at his job, catching more criminals and ne'er do wells. They kept him honest. On the straight and narrow. Have you got the parole pass? Yes. Ready to go.
9: No! No no fair theft. We have our parole
11: pass right here.
7: He couldn't slack off. He couldn't look the other way or let little things slide. Hey, sorry. Yeah, you need to get another pass. You can't use one for both of you. They were making him a real good cop. They were making him a cop. I understand.
9: Simple mistake. What if I just pass it to my wife? We're just on our way to work and we need... No,
10: look, I know it's silly, but it's one parole pass per person. I don't make the rules.
9: Okay. Lucia, you go ahead. I'll buy another pass. Go on. We're in luck. There's a passenger car coming right now. I'll see you at home. Okay? Have a good day. You too. Officer, I will be honest with you. I don't have much money on me at the moment. But if you allow me to go to work without purchasing a new pass, I will give everything in my pocket. I
10: really wish you hadn't said that.
9: What's a brie bribe?
10: Well, bribe is what you offered me but they're just programmed to tie in cheese whenever possible. It's best not to ask. And look, nothing personal. If it was just me, I'd take it and let you go. Heck, I probably wouldn't even take the bribe. But they recorded everything, and if I let you go, I could lose my job. Now I just gotta let them scan you. Scan me? Yeah, make sure you don't overrecord. record That kind of thing.
11: What the hell is that?
10: Ah, crap. That's our alarm when they find something. You didn't get evicted, did you? That's usually what it is.
9: Sir, I need to get to work. Do you understand? How do you expect people who've been kicked out of the city to get to work?
10: How does the city expect people to live like this? Well, I gotta take you in. And because you'll be arrested, you'll keep your job and pay off your debt to Redline with your service.
9: This cannot be legal.
10: You'd be surprised. Don't worry, we'll let your employers know. Anyways, I got a thing I got to do, and I didn't count in time for processing a new, uh,
7: prisoner. So we should get going. As Phil escorts the new prisoner to jail, he's thinking ahead to his pressing rendezvous. With Ethan Vespin, I should think, to finally get those deeds
2: to Wonderland signed over.
7: It's a meeting long overdue, if he's being honest with himself. Long overdue, indeed. Meanwhile, another critical meeting is just beginning down in Mattapan.
9: April 14th, 9.22am. Narration. New subject. Gemma. are cooling. Ow! No. Error. Subject inaccessible.
2: <laughs> Seems this one isn't yours after all. <laughs>
0: Fifteen days. Going on sixteen days. Since I've seen Charlotte. Since I've held Monty. I worry that I'll miss so much while I'm gone. He grows fast. These changes seem to come in spurts. When things go back to normal, will I feel like a stranger to him? Will he feel like a stranger to me? Will things ever return to normal? Is that even a thing I want? I don't want to get used to this. And I feel like every day brings me closer to that possibility. Yeah? Uh, this is Warsaw. I'm here to meet Red.
3: Didn't hear about any Warsaw. I spoke to Huey.
0: Huey told me to contact you.
3: how do I know Huey didn't get himself intercepted? Maybe got himself graded into god knows what kind of stringy calcium. Um,
0: I don't know. You don't? I could show you some messages on my phone from him, if that would help.
3: You got a burner? Of course. So there's no way to verify that's actually Huey? Could be some contact you asked to send you some cozy messages, make it look like you're close with Huey?
0: Look, dude, I don't have time for this. If you want to meet, let's dig in. Otherwise, I've got a city to unfuck.
3: Don't gotta get all hostile on me. Apparently, I do. I don't trust cops. That's all. Especially after all that. I'm
0: not a cop.
3: Used to be. Right?
0: I was the chair of the City Enforcement Oversight Committee.
3: That doesn't sound like a real thing.
0: (laughs) I suppose it wasn't. But that doesn't matter now. If there's a resistance to Redline, I'm its leader. Gemma Linzer Coolidge, codenamed Warsaw. And you're Rusty. Right? You remember me. Of course I do. We survived a train crash together.
3: Well, now that all this codename talk is meaningless, come on in.
0: Long way from your big red.
3: Yeah, it's a little cramped. Lucky to have any place at all. Bit of a problem with your mayor wife's idea, tying employment directly with living conditions.
0: Please don't call her my mayor wife. And I don't recall you complaining back when you had maximum square footage.
3: I've learned a lot since then. Still think it's a good system, what your lady came up with, just some rushed details. What happens to city employees if they got dismissed? We can quit. Contract didn't say they'd get evicted. Didn't say they wouldn't either.
0: Well, if it's any consolation, she'd be the first to agree with you.
3: Funny to think about when we first met, someone was trying to rile us up. Prove to us that. Things weren't perfect. We didn't listen.
0: What are you. Wait, you mean the lottery? You've got. That wasn't. She. They were a terrorist!
3: They were extreme in their methods, no doubt about it. Not particularly clear in what their angle was. They tried to demonstrate that things weren't all hunky dory.
0: Isabel Powell did a much better job illustrating that particular point without scaring the spit. Shit! out of people.
3: That's true, too. Did you listen to her, though?
0: Not as much as I should have.
3: That's all I'm trying to say. Can I tell you an awful secret?
0: Sure. We're practically old pals at this point.
3: I voted for Bespin. She promised good things to the rail conductors. She delivered on that promise, as long as you got cheese for brains, circuits for blood. I was a damn fool. That's why I'm fine, risking my neck helping you out.
0: So let's hear it.
3: Know much about the Mattapan trolley line?
0: I know it doesn't have any cheese bots.
3: That's right. Totally operated by former Red Line drivers. Stations, too. Which is why I can safely crash here. City of Boston demanded that the trolley line be staffed by actually breathing people, not walkin' talkin' Cheez-Its. Since the tracks intersect with some pedestrian walkways adjacent to Boston streets.
0: Isn't half of Red Line adjacent to Boston streets?
3: Yep, but there's more kit in that caboodle. The trolley uses a completely different system than the subway. Older system, like 1920s old. Word is, Bespin's mayor husband can't crack a bot who can truly handle it. So I reached out to Huey to see if you all could use it to help sneak evicted Red Line workers into the city so they can keep their jobs, smuggle folks with legal troubles out before they get assigned free labor in Bespin's crooked system.
0: Sounds promising.
3: But that's just the dressing. Time to get to the meat of this meat. That Ethan fella, he's moving his lab. And my Mattapan line buddies know when. The Bespins are obsessed with keeping their perfect schedule, so all big moves have to be communicated, even to the trolley guys. They just got word that something big was being transported from Kendall to Ashmont gotta be that mad scientist lab.
0: Seems weird that they would tell this to a bunch of ex-employees who have, I don't know, mutineered? No, this isn't a ship. Anyway, you know what I mean.
3: Bespin could care less about these guys. She barely considers this part of town redline. She didn't even campaign down here. Took one look at that old trolley jalopy, said, hard pass. No matter what, my Mattapan buddies want to help if we can somehow intercept the lab, that might help with this little war of ours.
0: Is that what this is? A war?
3: What would you call it?
0: You know what I've been thinking about? Beating up robots is one thing. I could beat that cheese all day long, right? But what about the RLPD? What about Emily's true believers? What about the Bespens themselves? They commit great violence to people. Like it's nothing to them. They don't even see it. Don't even know it. Or they do, and they don't care. But it's a different kind of violence. It's less... Direct? Yes. And if this is a war, will I be able to do something like that? Should I? Or will that make me more like... Lottery? I can't do that. I refuse to. Sometimes
3: people need to be scared into action. I mean hell, that's why I'm here. But there's a line, no pun intended, the trick is figuring out where that line is.
0: You think I'll be able to find it?
3: I got faith in you, Warsaw.
0: Thanks, Red. Thanks. Keep me posted on the schedule. I need to make some calls. Hey, Still up for helping out? Yes, I'll put in a solid word. But only if you pull one doozy of a favor for me. It's pretty perfect, actually. You get to ying an old yang.
9: Their swearing more recall that swearing, though superficially uncouth, is often accompanied by a release of endorphins, suitable to counteracting the accumulation of stress. Nope. April 14th, 938 a.m. Nope. April 14th, 939 a.m. Recall that we experience neither stress nor endorphins. We are robots. Close doors, engage engines, proceed eastbound toward downtown crossing. 14, 9, 58 AM. Check in on Nika. Narration continues. 6:36 AM. Nika Stamatis.
7: Three hours later, Nika is still struggling to find words for the situation. They have all slept restlessly through the early morning hours, but now Nika finds herself once again acknowledged by Matt Damon and Matt Damon's friend Ben Affleck. What does one say to people who represent everything you thought you wanted to be and everything you feared you might become?
2: Wow. Hi. Matt Damon waved to her with surprising vigor despite his blank expression. Like a party clown arriving at a child's birthday party after a long day working retail sales at Walmart.
7: Wow. That metaphor was a little strained,
2: but okay. I'm just voicing what the subject is thinking.
6: Matt Damon is waving to you! I see that. That's his way of
5: saying, hello? Yeah, I'm familiar with waving. Um, so, hello Matt Damon.
6: We were arrested for loitering in Redline without a Charlie permit, even though Redline hired us to make commercials about the security system, which is why we were in Redline in the first place. That sounds about right. I don't think that seems right at all. No,
5: I, I just mean it. it sounds consistent with how things have been going.
6: I regret taking this job.
5: That's something I've said a lot these last couple of years.
6: Uh, what were you arrested for?
5: That is a surprisingly long
6: story. Uh, just give me the gist.
5: Uh, well, I got caught up in a conspiracy that involved quasi-terrorist pranks designed to mess with the mayoral election, but that led to some espionage as a double agent which might not have been that bad, except that I kind of became friends with the mayor that I was spying on. So my betrayal really hurt her feelings. And there was some mental health stuff involved. Hmm. Yeah,
6: there could be a movie in that. Oh, wow.
5: Okay. I wasn't trying to pitch you.
6: Really? Oh, Uh. okay. Are you sure it's... It's just that usually people want to get their pitches out of the way, first thing.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, actually. Not looking to pitch anything at all.
6: Is probably just as well. It looks like Matt Damon and I won't be making any movies for a while.
7: Ben Affleck looked particularly sad just then, as though he were doing an impression of his own memes. Nika wondered if she should ask him about it. He'd asked for her story, after all. Even invited her to pitch him. That's not a small thing. It was only right to reciprocate, to invite him to share his woes. But how much sad Ben
2: Affleck could she really take at this moment? She doesn't really want to listen to sad Ben Affleck sadly Ben Affleck at her. Wasn't it enough that she was sitting in jail
7: without having to listen to other people complain? But all the same, maybe it was time she started taking more interest in other people's problems. She'd listened to Emily, of all people, after all. Surely Ben Affleck deserved at least as much kindness as Emily.
6: All right, I'll bite. Why no movies in your future? They're, uh, offering us a plea bargain to avoid prison time on the condition that we spend the next year making PSAs for Redline. We're not really into it, but our lawyers say we should take the deal. I mean, it, it doesn't make much difference for me, I guess. I, I didn't have anything lined up anyway. I guess it, I had a good run there for a while, but after my... William Henry Harrison biopic tanked, studios,
4: uh,
6: lost interest in funding my projects. I didn't even get to finish part two. And that, that Batman movie, I just I didn't anticipate how much... Well, it, it turns out nobody ever wanted to watch me kill Superman, and that's all people see me as now. The, the guy who murdered Superman, and they don't even remember that I, I played Superman 2. At least I played a guy who played Superman, but isn't that kind of the same thing? Like a transitive rule or something? I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I had no idea people would get so mad at me. I mean, it's just a movie, right? It's, but I—I I guess it isn't. Superman is real to a lot of people. They—they they can't separate me as me from from what they saw me do on screen. So no, nobody wants to look at me anymore. Maybe this whole PSA thing will be good for me. At least it's something to do. I wasn't sure I'd, I'd get to work again. This could be a good start. Sad new beginning. I just feel bad that you know Matt Damon got roped into this with me. He didn't, he didn't need that job. He was just doing me a favor, you know? And, and now he had to drop out of this, this really cool space movie he was excited about, where he gets stranded on Mars. They're replacing him with- with fucking Mark Wahlberg! Ugh, fuck Mark Wahlberg. Right? Fuck that guy! Fuck Mark Wahlberg! Fuck Mark Wahlberg! Right the hell out of here! <clears throat> oh, Matt- Matt Damon, did, did you want to say something? Ha- hang on, Matt Damon's going to say something!
8: Fuck Mark Wahlberg. Uh,
2: y- yes. yes. Fuck him. Oh, I
5: mean, absolutely. Fuck Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark fuck Wahlberg. his yeah, fucking fuck Mark Wahlbergers. Absolutely. Fuck Boogie fuck Night. Mark no, don't Wahlberg. fuck Boogie Mark Nights. I like Boogie Nights. Fuck 100%. Night's. Fuck Fuck,
2: fuck them all. Fuck them all. Mark Wahlberg can go shit in the hat directly. Fuck Mark Wahlberg. Ah, fuck Mark Wahlberg. Fuck that. Ah, the plant movie? Fuck the plant movie. Fuck Mark Wahlberg. Get the fuck off my Mark Wahlberg.
7: That doesn't make sense.
2: Yes, I got a little caught up. That bit on the train a few years
7: ago was rather infectious. But I agree, actually. Fuck Mark Wahlberg. Greater Boston
2: is created by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van and with production assistance from T.H. Ponders, Bob Remunda, and Jordan Stillman. Recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This season of Greater Boston was recorded in large part at the Bridge Sound and Stage in Cambridge, Massachusetts, with recording engineers Javier Lahm and Alex Allenson. This episode featured Braden Lamb as Leon Stamatis, Alexander Danner as the narrator, Jordan Higgs as Cheese Robots, Sam Musher as Emily Bespin, Michael Melia as Philip West, Kelly McCabe as Nika Stamatis, Brigan Snow as Ben Affleck, Richard Penner as Thomas Thomas. Kenny Fuentes as Bruce Bosley, Jordan Cobb as Valiance Johnson, Ben Flamenhaft as Uriah Connolly, Esther Ellis as Vincenzo Wellington, Ian DePriest as Brian Brown, Sawyer Green as Frankie, Sofia Borjon as Lucia, Giancarlo Herrera as Ernesto, Lydia Anderson as Gemma Linzer Coolidge, Jim Johansson as Rusty, and Zach Valenti as Matt Damon. Charlie on the MTA is recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Teedy. Improvisation in D by Tate Peterson, Ein Klein Techno Music by Dirk TD. Child Grove by Emily Peterson, Adrienne Howard, and Dirk TD. Charlie on the MTA Chiptune by Neil Johnson. Transcripts are available at GreaterBostonShow.com. You can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com/ GreaterBoston.
6: I just I feel bad. For... No, I just I I feel bad for <laughs> I'm tripping over my. Right,
2: here we go. And we'll see how Kelly does with that. I feel like she's gonna like saying fuck Mark Wahlberg.
5: Oh, absolutely. Fu- oh, fuck Mark Wahlberg. Fuck him. Fuck him right the fuck out of Redline. I'm so fucking sick of Mark Wahlberg. Fuck that fucking Wahlbergers to hell.
3: Jeez, bots. Not cheese butts. It's me, Rusty in the machine, Deus ex Rusty. the <laughs> machine. Rusticus machinicus.
5: Mark Wahlberg can go shit in a hat directly. Fuck off. Fuck him. Fuck that. What the? What is that movie where he's a rock star? Fucking rock star. Fuck Mark Wahlberg. Fucking you're no fucking rock star.
2: He pressed tediously on with his tritex. Expo- oh. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to take the mask off.
5: We have you to thank for fuck Mark Wahlberg. I sh- I should have known. Yeah. I'm very excited to hear that as well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know that movie where he shits in a hat?
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers
9: flourish.
3: Please try to get some sleep
9: tonight. I've been trying to sleep all week. Nothing helps. You could try a sleep sound. No, thanks. You've had enough nightmares for the both of us.
1: Let me go! Come on. The medication has nothing to do with that. I haven't had
9: a bad dream in ages. <laughs> Ever since your highly problematic affair in Idaho? Oh
1: my god. Never stop. Nothing happened.
9: Nothing happened? Well, you still haven't told me who you're bringing to graduation. Oh, wow.
3: your heart is racing
9: What if I don't want anyone else to know yet? And it wasn't a bad dream? I don't know. Christopher, you know. Can't you appreciate that I'm trying to help you here? Thanks for the pills, Lils.
5: Dreamers, Season 2 by Broken Crown Productions. Tune in weekly wherever you listen to podcasts.